Hey guys, welcome to the Running the Past podcast. This is your first time checking us out. Very glad you decided to listen. I appreciate the support. And to those of you who have listened before, welcome back. On this episode, I have Ian Christopher from Galley Solutions. They are a software company that helps you master your day-to-day operations with things like real-time inventory, food costing, and really just giving you that business intelligence that helps you manage the back of the house kitchen uh, from a whole new perspective that you might not be used to. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Um, as always, feel free to hit me up uh, via text 631-965-1300 or catch me on Instagram at Kyle and Sarah. Um, also want to encourage you guys, uh, restaurant owners and operators and industry people to join our Facebook group. It's running the past. Uh, just search it there in Facebook. Uh, you can find it. Anyway, here's Ian Christopher from Galley Solutions. Hope you enjoy. All right, Ian, thanks for being on the show. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, what your company is all about. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Um, yeah, so my background, uh, food, but um, really kind of taking a more uh, long approach to food as I started playing in the dirt uh, early on and thought that farming would be uh, my, my future. Um, so actually went to school, got my undergrad in agroecology at the University of California, Santa Cruz, uh, and then went from there into running a large-scale organic farming operation. Um, oh, and then just continued, I, you know, knew my, my whole journey was kind of related to food as I continued to evolve over my career and ended up um, becoming the director of a hospitality organization uh, that had uh, a restaurant internally. Um, so got, you know, all of that exposure to, to restaurant operations um, and still got to keep one hand in the dirt, which was nice. Um, and then also just growing up as a kind of slave labor for the family business. Uh, mom was a caterer growing up. So, you know, uh, rolling out pasta till oh, three God. in the morning during oh, wow. till, till daybreak, you know, all that, all that good stuff that, uh, Hand roll pasta. That's real labor. It was. It was. Yeah, it was intense. Uh, it was good. Though. It was fun, though. You know, you, there was a way to gamify it, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, and so yeah, just again, the tangent through my whole professional career has really just been food. Um, and so now on the technology side of things, uh, just looking at how we really can impact the food system and really make a more efficient food system. That's our our vision. Uh, for the world. Um, believe that there's just a lot of ways that uh, leveraging great technology can help that. And so that's what we're focused on building right now is a really a production uh, efficiency tool for back of house kitchen operations. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. We're trying to do it the right way. And, and uh, so that's where we are today. So in that, I mean, sounds like you have a lot of hands-on culinary experience, hands, like you said, playing in the dirt, literally in the dirt. And then like, figuratively getting your hands dirty in that kind of business. What was the real impetus? Was there one thing that really made you think like, you know what, this could be better and here's how I'm going to do it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so when, when you've been around food for so long, it's actually not the most complex thing on earth to do. Um, but it, it, but it also is in the same regard of like making food at scale. And I would consider a a one, one restaurant mom and pop, you know, location to be food at scale up to some of the largest food 
and business on earth that are serving massive populations. Um, there, there is a lot of commonality and similarity in how that's done. Um, but what we noticed when we looked at it and we surveyed, you know, thousands of food businesses and then also kind of where our genesis comes from is really being this technology was literally birthed at one of the most complex food organizations on earth, uh, a delivery only company in San Francisco called Sprig. Um, that was kind of the first full stack delivery only restaurant. You can go huh. on that. Um, yeah, but ultimately, you know, looking that there has been a time-tested tradition around making food. I mean, we've literally been doing it as long as we've been on Earth. Yeah, right. so, uh, and, and hopefully all of us get the opportunity to, to eat three meals a day. And so it's something that we're consistently, you know, um, uh, we're just consistently interacting with this process. And there's been a time-tested way about, about making food. And really what we noticed is that it comes down to the recipe, uh, like the, the really the core IP or atomic unit or for a food business is really the recipe. And so yeah. we wanted to build technology that first and foremost started there and looked at the recipe level. And then we realized, wow, when we, when we really handle and steward a recipe and all its data really well, you can do just about everything else on top of that recipe. Like you can guide your forecast. You can start making really informed purchasing decisions. You can right. start understanding your labor. And then you can understand how do I, how do I even unlock new levels of efficiencies like batching and really being strategic about production. So um, for us, it's, it's starting at the bottom up and, and kind of going, going, going that way. And that has been really as simple as it sounds kind of transformative for the industry when we kind of unveil this to people they're like wow that makes a lot of sense that's how food has been you know how the the tradition of making food has been you know handed off from from you know over the years it's it's through recipes and so we started there and and it's it's been awesome for us it's a differentiator that really resonates and really the only way we see of, of being able to make mass amounts of change in, in back of house kitchen operations so i mean you know i'm a I'm a former restaurant owner, so involved in, in a restaurant. So, you know, I'm, I'm a one-off guy and I happen to have a lot of industry knowledge, but in terms of the mom and pops, how can they, how do you break this down for them? I mean, you're, you could go from a pretty, a lot of these guys don't have a, a real strong grasp on the business operations. They kind of know what they do. They, okay, I make some money selling this, but how can you bring this down to them? How can you explain this in, you know, like you're explaining to a kindergartner, how is this going to affect their, how is this going to be beneficial to their business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so uh, process wise, you know, it's, it's all about just squeezing out the efficiencies that, that already are there. So, um, well, Let's, let's back up. I would say the first way that we just help immediately is solve this massive pain point in the industry, which is just food costing. Like yeah. if you don't know oh. how much your food costs before you sell it, then, then you, you're, you're already shot yourself in the foot. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just too difficult to, to actually be successful if you don't understand your margin profiles on your menus. And so yeah. Uh, first and foremost, and we, you know, we read some statistics. I don't know if they're outdated by now that 80% of all food businesses haven't costed in the last three years. Um, and so it's, it's massive. And then in our own research, our own conversations, I would say it's even more. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. Um, so now, you know, it's really our, at our core, the first thing that we help do is just understand your recipe structure, marry that recipe to your actual purchasing guides. So when you go to R and D a recipe, you're actually generating a purchase order and we have all of that, all of that costing information flowing. So you get real time costing on, you know, whether it's a per plate or per menu level, mm -hmm. um, which is just incredibly important for business operators to really understand. And then it allows them to get into menu dynamics and, and menu engineering understand okay hey i'm fine to take a loss leader on on this burger because it's bringing it's bringing bodies through the door and yeah you know what then i've got i've got 
at the margin to make up for it over here. So just at the easiest level, without even relying on the tool operationally day to day, which is what it's built to do, um, it's just get your food costs, you know, just understand your margin, get your food costs. So you, you, do you actually sync with distributors? So they get real time pricing. So updated if, you know, dairy changes or the beef prices change or. So spoiler alert, yes, we, I mean, so we don't today, but that's on the roadmap. We're building out our first kind of uh, EDI integrations with some of those big broadliners right now for a few uh, primary beta customers that are right. coming along on this journey with us. And so uh, we are an earlier product. Um, we're, you know, we're definitely a startup, but we've got incredible traction and we're actually running operations for some of the best food organizations on earth, uh, Michelin star restaurants, you know, uh, POCs for, for, you know, massive delivery brands, uh, ghost kitchen networks, massive commissary kitchens, all sorts of things. Um, uh, so, so we are early, but we're getting this traction, this feedback that the approach is right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like as you know, in my business trying to get the customer you know, the customer acquisition and you're talking to, um, you know, an, an operator who maybe hasn't done his food costing in three years mm -hmm. and how do you get them to, how do you get them to understand how important it is? Like, how do you get them to understand like, buddy, you're overpaying or like, you're not even understanding that those four ounces of heavy cream or push, whatever it is. Like, how is that guy, how are you getting that guy? Is that a challenge or what is that? What is that? Definitely in the restaurant space, man, because like, I just have such a heart for restaurant tours and restaurant yeah. operators and restaurant folks. Oh, yeah. Cause like, it, honestly, when you look, and we look at the broad food service market, you know, we look at all these other types of food service, non-commercial, all of these different ones, but restaurants, man, they have the hardest time because literally, because they're on the front lines. They're, they're what consumers are used to. It's like, and when people think of our product, they think, oh, restaurants only. And, and to the benefit of the restaurants, we're not just restaurants only because we're taking learnings from every other sub-segment in the market and then applying it to how they can leverage it as well. Right. Um, but restaurateurs and, and restaurant operators, they're, they're on the front lines, so they're getting sold every bill of goods under the sun they're getting right. gimmicks and tools and platforms and this will ROI yeah. here and there and all this stuff and it's like it, it's just a lot of it has been just really horrible technology repurposed accounting software um, just things that just aren't built for the food first and, and then layering in all of those other kind of necessary features and functionality. So, um, so our hearts we're, we're building for the restaurant guys, cause we, we want this to be a tool that they can rely on and that they see the efficiency and the ROI in a meaningful way. But there's, there's a massive, you know, we've got to go in and, and convince them that the last 20 tools that they've seen have really yeah haven't been able to do the job and because they've taken a really antiquated and backwards approach which is you know traditionally driven by by you know accountants at a back office wanting transparency into the bottom line for a food organization and saying hey use this software this is going to help you know this is where we're going to figure out our margin but if it's not a tool that the actual people making food want to use and interact with daily it, it gets stale it gets shelled and then right. it's useless and yeah. and why even? And so there's just so many of these cases, you know, that, that have just stacked up over the years that we have to kind of go through and, and, and kind of, you know, clear out of the way to say, Hey, no, there's, there's really an opportunity to, to have some ROI in the back of house. And it stems from, uh, you know, stems from the efficiencies, which first and foremost comes from understanding your recipes yeah. and having that play out over the whole value chain. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm thinking that a lot of these guys who are, um, have been burned by these. And I like when we started, I had a restaurant concept here in New York that we started in 2009. And that's kind of just when like the iPad POS system started coming out. And then 
a lot of other technology. The next thing you know, we were stacked up with iPads and then we had a scheduling software. We had our recipe costing. We had, what was the original, like Chef Tech or one of those original. Oh yeah, yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah. Super we, clunky. And it just, all of a sudden it's like we had 20 different logins and it was. Oh, you, need, you need a computer science degree just to run some of those programs. Oh, I mean, it's, wow. it's ridiculous. But so it's, I mean, but that's, that's the opportunity. That's the, that's the opportunity, right? Because for so long, the restaurant industry was the Wild West. There was no technology. They yeah. wanted no technology. They didn't want anybody to track their sales. They didn't know, you know, cash was missing all the time. But like, so I, yeah, I guess to your point, like how do you, overcoming those hurdles is probably the big thing. Like, oh no, not another guy coming to sell me technology. Like I, I can't even get this iPad to turn on. Like yeah. how much of that do you run into versus like how much, I don't know what's the, the word. Like are you, how much ignorance versus how much like have people just been soured on it? A lot of it isn't ignorance. A lot of it, I mean, there's smart people doing yeah. food ops. And like, I mean, more so it's that they have this this really incredible and kind of unique, like militaristic way of thinking about things of like, we can grunt through this. Like we can make it work. We can push through. We're going to see the other side of it. That's what and it, want, just, yeah. it breaks our heart because it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, they're putting out three fires a day they, that, you know, they've yeah. been sold every bill of goods. So what we looked at was, well, first and foremost, usability, like, and, and honestly, we win a lot of restaurateurs just by opening up a demo and showing them the platform. It looks completely different than anything else they've seen because we focus on what is their experience going to be when they get into this tool. Right. B2B software, enterprise software shouldn't feel like enterprise software. It should right. feel like, you know, the pleasure of using your iPhone or some other really sexy technology, you know, that, right. that rewards you for having that, that interaction with it. So UI, UX and design was one of the first things we identified. And that was from partnering with chefs and them saying like, hey, like I actually want my recipe page to kind of look like a recipe in a cookbook, you know, yeah. this is I'm familiar with. Yeah. So, so we start there. And so usability comes through that just that from immediately they can tell something's different. So we, we break down a couple walls that way. Um, and, and then, of course, the, the bottom up recipe, you know, first approach and then layering all those other workflows like mm -hmm. production and purchasing and inventory management on top of that data that also resonates with really savvy food people. Um, and so th those two things have been, you know, our, our most core differentiators right now as we yeah. as we as we spin things up. I, th I think about what, as you're talking about, it, I remember when I was like, I just graduated culinary school and I had a job and, um, you know, this guy wasn't a chef, wasn't a restaurant owner. And he was, had this tremendous, like, he's like, my payroll's killing me. And I was like, okay. So I took a look at it. And he's like, these guys coming into prep at like noon for a dinner only restaurant. That was not super, it was not, they shouldn't have been there. There was nobody, nobody was running the, running the bus, driving the bus. And, um, eventually got to a payroll question. Like he didn't even know that these guys were coming in and just screwing him on hours, taking hours to prep the hummus or whatever it was. And now he's like, you know, saving money on payroll. Cause I told him that you're getting screwed because these guys don't need to take three hours to prep this stuff. Is that something that you get to do? You get to the labor conversation. Did I lose you for a second? Yeah, definitely. I mean, labor, labor is, is massive. It's a massive concern here, but we also have customers in the EU where it's like, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, labor is absolutely something, but it's something, you know, 
we have a little bit less control of. I mean, because at the end of the day, until robots take all our jobs, you know, we're, we're, we still we still need to, you know, layer in the labor where it's where it's needed and necessary. It just comes about to us. It comes back to the plan. How are you going to utilize that labor really efficiently? And then how do you even understand the characteristics of your labor force so that you can use them more efficiently? So, you know, when the system is fully featured, you know, we see essentially being able to understand the productivity and efficiency of every worker in a food business to be able to say, hey, you know what, uh, person actually actually shouldn't be chopping and doing, you know, shouldn't yeah. be doing that type of prep. They should actually be saying. here manning the grill station. Yeah. And because you have this really connected, you know, essentially a digitization of the daily operations. That's great. A piece of technology, then you, you can start to kind of see that full picture. Because like, I mean, that takes the job of multiple execs or sous chefs. Of yeah. Like, standing over someone's shoulder but when you click a button on an ipad that says start chopping carrots and then when you're done you click finish well you know who chopped carrots how long it took and what the ultimate yield was you know yeah so right you start collecting these passive data points that really help and and we can we can really map those to labor efficiency um, we also see the ability to, to forecast demand a little bit better than anything out there. So when you really understand, okay, and this means for, for existing mom and pop restaurants who want to maybe bring on more catering or more delivery, you know, to be able to understand, okay, here's, here's what I need today to execute on this offering. If I want to go and expand to this, what, what's my Delta, you know, what do I, what do I need to drop in here for labor? And, you know, we have big visions of how we might be able to tap into the gig economy and bring really qualified, skilled labor, right. you know, Delta. But right now, just the operator needs to know, like, do, do I have enough? Do I have enough man hours to make this thing work? Or, yeah. or do I need to go source some more labor and not the other way around, uh, throw labor at it first and then yeah. figure it all out. Which is the old, that's the old model. Like, I need more guys. We can't make, we're not keeping up with the chef tells me we need more guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Throw, throw, throw people at it. And. And we just see that it's, you know, that that's not, that's just such an expensive answer at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, yeah. I know it's getting more expensive by the day. So if I sign up with you as a restaurant, what, what does that look like? What does that process look like from day one? Like, yeah, cool. I'm in sign up to full implementation of, of, of your software. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so onboarding can kind of go at your pace. We've onboarded some of massive food businesses literally in 24 to 48 hours where they're just hyper motivated. They're wow. like, we can't literally think about doing another day without galley running our system. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and they have that labor. They're dedicated on their side. They're ready to rock. Uh, traditionally, you know, uh, for a restaurant, it could take anywhere from two weeks to, to three weeks to get recipe data. It really depends on the complexity of the, of the right. restaurant and the menu offering and all that. But essentially what we do is we can import your recipe recipe data in any format it exists so it could be chicken scratch on the back of a napkin it could be excel spreadsheets it can be a bump out from you know i'll call them a competitor but maybe an imitator right, right. Uh, we'll take those uh and and now we've been doing it long enough where we have all the internal tooling so we can we can suck in your data from wherever it's coming from your recipes and then we marry that to your purchasing guides so we need we need to know what you bought and and when and why and how and how much it costs so yeah. We take you. We can take you know. We can take your last twenty five receipts. We can take your purchasing guides. Whatever format that exists for your organization, we can take that and we marry them together. Yeah. And then you essentially have this amazing, you know, this amazing building block for for spinning up your food business. You can enter all of your new recipes. We can also take that on uh, as well. But when you go into do R and D, you're creating actual purchase orders then from from your recipe structure. So it's pretty. So, so once I want. Once once you set me up, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to get in there and then add my new cauliflower soup to that or whatever, and then yep. 
and then every food business is a little different. Some take inventory weekly, some take it daily, some never take it, you know, so everything is kind of modular in the sense, hey, if you want to do inventory, that's great. We can actually decrement inventory from your purchasing. So all of this, you know, all of this flows together, but really the platform is meant to be completely, you know, uh, contextual to the food business, even, even, you know, smaller op, uh, restaurants to, to massive chains. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit uh, nuanced in the sense that we have so many features and functionalities that we can control and turn on and off uh, for the given food business. So the basic premise is your recipes and, and understanding your recipes, understanding your menu mix and your profitability around menus, and then really, uh, you know, handling what we really consider assets your ingredients are your assets so right. so you know we want to know what's spoiling on hand you know what do i need to order how do i manage these assets so it's all about inventory and purchasing mm -hmm. and then the last workflow for us is all centered around production okay i understand profitability i understand what i need to make when uh, i understand what i have on hand and what i need to bring in house and now it's time to get start cooking let's batch right. all this in the most effective and productive way right so that's really where the where the product is today and and just our vision for how you can level up each one of those workflows and how you can expand each one of those workflows is is, is almost endless um but it's also cool because it's been validated now by thousands of food businesses that are saying yeah that that's the way we would think about it too that's great that's great so you, you brought on a lot of industry professionals other than yourself to help tweak this and sort of like make sure everything was exactly how they wanted before you brought it to market or what was that process? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of our, so I mentioned first, I mean, the V1 of this technology came out of an existing organization that was just super complex. They had a daily rotational menu. It's never to be repeated. And they oh, needed okay. to go from R and D to production at 5,000 meals per day within two weeks or less. So oh, we, we were born in the fire, you know, yeah, really, if you will. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. You can do anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yes, yeah, so V1 came out of that and then all feature development, even if it's these really cool aspirational things that I'm, you know, peppering in here, we only build those with real customers because we say, we, we want to know that we're not only building something the industry needs, but knows how to use as well. Right. So yeah. we, we work hand in hand with existing customers to, uh, to build all, all, all of our features, um, which has just proved to be really valuable for both us and our customers. That's awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, and we, we've touched on it. You mentioned a couple of times in there, but just a little off topic. I know you're out in California. How has these, how have these ghost kitchens sort of changed the restaurant landscape? Where do you see that whole dynamic going and where do you see Galley fitting into that dynamic moving forward in the next five years or so? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, I think, I think the jury's still out on whether or not this, this is actually going to be a thing that sticks. Yeah. Um, you know, could see what uh, an economic downturn might be the, the leveling field for everything. Right. Um, but ultimately right now it, it is an incredible opportunity. Um, but it doesn't have that same appeal that most people are, are kind of advertising. Like most people, they cloud kitchen, they think cloud like software, like margins, you know, I'm right. going to up this food business. And I'm going to have incredible margins. And, and ultimately that's just not the case. I right. mean, there are lots of costs to be incurred in spinning up these organizations, finding the right space to do it in. Um, and then, and then you have to layer in all the delivery fees and all the management fees and all of that. And it ends up not being that enticing of, of, of a margin profile for food businesses. Um, so for us, it's like, it's starting with those efficiencies and it needs to be done in this market as in any other market, but for, for small restaurateurs and, and, you know, smaller scale, you know, single unit to multi-unit restaurants, it's about 
there's first the opportunity to just digitize your daily operations, understand your profitability, understand your margin, get those efficiencies dialed first and foremost. And then that becomes a platform for scaling to meet this new opportunity in both offsite catering and delivery only, um, yeah. which, which I, you know, they, I'm, I'm not saying that they'll completely, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm on the fence just like everybody else to see which way it goes. We're really close to majority of businesses in this space. Um, and I would say that none of them have really taken this technology centric approach. A lot yeah. of it's about the land grab to go out and find real estate and then building the brands and concepts that are set up for delivery only. And, and I think the real, you know, the first mover space is still wide open for whoever takes yeah. technology and the efficiencies that you really need uh, to, as the primary concern. So so that's, you know, that's how it is. We, you know, we want to support this industry and we want to help it actually obtain the margins yeah. that everyone thinks it has. We just need to start in reverse. And yeah, so right. that's what we're kind of trying to trumpet. It's like everybody's talking about it, but nobody's doing it. <laughs> I hear all these things. I know there's a place near here in Stanford, Connecticut, just north of the city. That's like this guy built out this whole space and it's like, you know, Greek, sushi, pizza and everything. I don't know how he's doing, but he's out there pushing it. I mean, yeah. it's tough to be the first kid on the block. Well, it's also, I mean, it's already one of the most competitive markets on earth and this is really only making it more competitive, yeah. you know? And, and the big thing is, is that honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be more competitive for these smaller restaurants and, and restaurateurs, these single unit to like eight to 10 that they might get pushed out by a, a virtual brand that was spun right. out by, 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 you know, a massive delivery company or a massive franchise that you don't even know is doing this, you know? And so it's, it's, it is going to be really competitive and it's going to be felt most at that, at that smaller scale. Yeah, I think that I think that that's what's about this about the technology and the virtual kitchens and uh, go um, I, I ghost kitchens. I think a lot of these smaller operators, three to five units, they kind of see this as like, oh, that's what the big guys are going to do, and that's. But I think this technology is going to bring everybody on the same playing field. And if you're not playing in that, if you're not able to, or at least considering to do that, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough road ahead for you. I agree. And it's, it's, for me, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's mutually exclusive. I would think of like, what are the creative ways to squeeze as much efficiency out of your existing operation and then layer on new revenue centers, like in a really responsible way. Right. You know, and, that's, and that's, that's what I think like you're going to get, then you're going to get the restaurants that are making that coveted pad thai dish that you can only get one, you know, right here. Yeah. So being able to scale and being able to meet the actual demand that this, that, that they're saying their customer base has not just, I want some, I want, you know, any pad Thai just delivered in convenience, you know? Yeah. Right. So, so thank you so much for being on. Tell everybody a little bit about where they can find you, what it's like for um, where they can sign up or schedule a demo. How does that work? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we're online at www.galleysolutions.com. Um, and, uh, we have lots of, lots of contact forms there. You can also email us at sales at galleysolutions.com and get a get demo set up a uh, super easy process. We love demoing, showing off the product and, and honestly getting feedback, even, even in demos We're we're still building. And so we're excited to have as many voices as possible, uh, in the product to, to ensure that we, we build what the industry needs. I think it's an awesome, sounds like an awesome product. I'd love to check out some uh, New York restaurants here. We could talk offline about that. That maybe have your software. I could go in there and just kind of see how it works. But um, sounds like you're doing real, um, really paying attention to something that's kind of been ignored and kind of stuck in, into a, a marble notebook somewhere for years. So um, I really wish you the best of luck and it sounds great. Thanks for giving guys like us a voice and doing what you're doing. It's awesome to be a part of it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you.
Mas, 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 mas,